0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Uh, this is the sixth episode of the show we have managed to reach I don't know if six is a good is a magical number or anything um, I know it's one less than complete so maybe next week uh, I should be happier but it seems like kind of a kind of a big deal every time we do a show I get I get excited uh, I get excited to put it out uh, I get excited to talk to the, the guest for that week and then I get to relive it all as I'm editing the uh, conversation down for the podcast and it's it's really just a, a fun experience for for me, and I hope that everybody out there that's that's downloading and listening uh, is enjoying it as much as I am. And if you're not, uh, let me know how to make the show better, and and I will work to do that. So if you're listening to this the day it's released, it's Valentine's Day. If you celebrate that, Happy Valentine's Day. If you don't have a Valentine, it's okay. There's next year, or the year after that, or maybe maybe you just don't want one, and that's all good too. Uh, but have some fun, and if this if you're listening to this as you're maybe making dinner or you're getting ready to go out, good for you. And if it's bleeding into the time where Valentine's Day things start to happen, then uh, that, that's okay too. But maybe don't listen to this while that's going on. Just unless, I don't know, maybe talk about goals and scoring, get you get you ready. So that, if that's the case, then, then that's fine too, because that's where we're going with this. Uh, lots of goals to talk about, uh, good things to talk about. Um, if you want to make my Valentine's Day a little bit better, uh, if you just spread the word about the podcast... Uh, tell a friend who is a Southampton fan about the podcast. Uh, retweet the uh, the tweet when it goes out. Just help spread the word about it um, because this is this is fun for me and I, and I want it to be fun for uh, as many people as possible. So I thank you in advance for doing that. On the podcast this week. I spoke with Alan Gunn in the hours after the Sunderland match, and we talked about the match. We talked about Caceres and about the uh, what the team might look like. Once his work permit clears and he starts to, uh, to to work with the team and hopefully, you know, what kind of an impact he will have and how the team might change a little bit with him there. And of course, we're going to talk about the goals from Sunderland and we'll look ahead to the EFL Cup final. And the guest for this episode, his name is Alan Gunn. He is on Twitter at a underscore Gunzy, G-U-N-Z-Y. And he runs a social media account for St. Mary's Musings. Uh, And if you don't know anything about St. Mary's Musings, you should look them up on Twitter. The link is in the show notes. So uh, be sure to check them out. And Alan writes for them. He also runs the social media, as I I said. And it was a really interesting conversation. It was just kind of it's always kind of nerve wracking to, to get on the phone or get on Skype with, with somebody that I've never spoken to before and, and kind of see where the conversation goes and see how it gels and how it flows. And, and with Alan, uh, we really did. We wound up talking for about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, not all of it is on the podcast, obviously, cause you can see the time is, is down there, but, um, it was just really, it was a really good time and we laughed a lot. And, uh, and I hope that you can tell, Uh, that from the conversation that you get um, on the podcast and so without waiting any longer uh, let's get to the conversation that alan and i had so once again this is alan gunn Uh, you can find him on twitter at a underscore gunsy and he runs the social media account and writes for saint mary's musing so uh, here is the conversation that we had after the sunderland match (laughs) Um, so we'd like to welcome to the show Alan Gunn. Uh, he does social media for St. Mary's Musings. You can find him on Twitter at A underscore Gunsy. Uh, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's
0: really my pleasure. Uh, so be- before we get started with uh, you know the result, because we do have a-, a good result to to talk about here, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and, and St. Mary's Musings and, and kind of what your role is there?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I took over for Tommy. Tommy, I, I guess he had some other stuff going on that he needed to attend to. So I just kind of you know, fell into that role. Um, I was doing a lot of basic stuff, just um, some, some match day roundup stuff, um, getting some headlines together. So it was a very limited thing. But once, once he left, I, I took over there and I'm doing some recaps of, of matches as well, um, which is fun. I always enjoy doing that add a little bit of flair to it, uh, you know, make a nice narrative cause that's what Southampton is there. It's, it's never dull. And, uh, as I'm sure, you know, yeah. Uh, and just where, where, we're, um, we're building, I think Jake Hughes started this, uh, last season. So this is the second full season. And, uh, I think we got a pretty decent following. Um, we're, we're really developing a nice role, a nice personality. And, um, that's kind of where I'm at, and uh, happy to be a part of it, and just happy to contribute wherever I can. And that's that's pretty much it.
0: Obviously, SB Nation covers all kinds of stuff, but you guys are associated with them, and you s- strictly Southampton stuff.
1: That's correct. Yeah, uh, it's it's just you know a, a dedicated blog to the club. Uh, we're not claiming to be in the know about anything. Um, leave that to the to the higher paid people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just uh, we do what we can. I think I think the biggest thing that I like to bring is uh, a bit of. You know, a lot of sarcasm probably is probably the thing that I bring. Um, when I look at sports, I always say if I start taking sports too seriously, I'm just going to get out of it because there's no point in taking sports too seriously. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what you know, I've introduced uh, as, as my role with the media uh, and the Twitter is just, you know, being having fun with it. Uh, really enjoy getting to know a lot of the people that interact with us. Um, you get some people that understand the your sarcasm right away and it takes some people a few few goes to get it but I, th- I think uh the ones that do get it and the ones that you know understand what i'm getting at uh, i think they enjoy it and uh, i love throwing some banter out and i love getting it back at me so if you got you know a jab at me go right ahead i can take it big boy
0: all right <laughs> i uh I-, I follow the count yeah you know, it's one of those things where i kind of put all the you know get all the different pages up and all the different uh, people i want to follow up I- match day and, and you guys are generally one of them so i i do i do appreciate you guys running the account and running running that stuff so
1: well we do appreciate you following us and uh hopefully we we can have a few laughs and just uh have enjoy southampton because that's basically why we're here
0: that's that's right that's right that's that's the whole reason i'm doing this thing is you know it's just one, more more chances for me to, to talk about the club and and i don't have any friends who like southampton so this is you know i'm reaching out to people and it's it's been pretty good thus far thus far
1: yeah, you definitely meet uh, some interesting people out there. Um, that's, that's what you want to do. That's the whole point of, of following a club, following sports, is just being able to you know, interact with everyone that, that likes it and shares the common interest. And um, sometimes you agree, sometimes you don't. But at the end of the day, we all, I think we all shake hands and uh, know that we're, we're all for the same cause.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we go any further, you have any other, uh, if you had to pick one other sports team, United States or otherwise, what, what, what other sport and team do you follow?
1: Oh, oh, there's a lot. I mean, I, I like all American sports, really. Um, NFL, obviously a Patriots guy. Uh, I noticed and that. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, by the other night. Yeah, I bet so. Uh, I like ice hockey. i played ice hockey since I was uh, three. Well, I learned to skate when I was two and a half. Um, so uh, like the Hurricanes, uh, Carolina. Okay. Um, and obviously they lost today, uh, but um, it's Sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's kind of nice supporting the team that that doesn't always win that it doesn't always go their way because i mean if it always if it if you know if it always went your way there'd be no excitement right um, so that's kind of that's what i really like about southampton especially is it's it, it's always fresh it's always new um just love sports in general is really is really
0: it all right all right um well if you as we move on I, once again i appreciate you coming on and as we move on uh, with the have a little bit of team news not a ton i don't think is is brand new uh but we still have uh, caseras kind of sitting out there uh and i believe it's basically uh it's down to just the per- the work permit uh, yeah yes
1: yeah, that's it it's just uh it's down to the work permit i don't think he can actually come into the country until they uh, you know till they clear him for it but um it's 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 a lot of based on your international appearances and um things like that international and then what you've done club wise um, but I mean, he should have no issue, um, getting a work permit. And then from there, it's just hopefully him staying healthy.
0: Yeah. It seems to be a bit of an issue with him. Uh, it's a concern of some people is, is there was a joke last week that was, you know, he'll come in, he'll play the cup final, he'll get hurt two games later. And then, you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll have three appearances or so and be done. But I, I hope that's not the case, you know?
1: Uh yeah though well, that's always what you hope. I mean that he doesn't get injured. Um but obviously he's had some some injury issues in the past. Um all it always tends to come for him uh, at a really poor time when he's finally starting to break into the squad or he's you know getting a good run of form together. And uh, it's typically long-term injuries. It's uh once you and he's 29, he's no spring chicken. Once you get to you know that age and you start getting injuries, it's uh longer. Uh-huh. Um and, and things like that. So it's definitely, he fits the Southampton mold in that they're taking a risk on him. And um, they take a lot of risks on certain players and some pan out and some don't. And that's just the, uh, this the way it goes. And um, he can come in and he could hopefully give us some, some good appearances because that's a role that we need. We need a defender, I think uh, even though we kept a clean sheet today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we kept a clean sheet today and I'm, and I'm happy about that, but I, I'm still not, I'm not quite convinced with, but that back line that we have. Um, I think Cedric and Bertrand are, are fine, but those two center backs, uh, I just, Yoshida's been a lot better this year. I feel like he would play better if he had a really strong defender next to him, and I'm not sure Stevens is quite quite there yet, I guess.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a valid point. Um, with Stevens, he's still young, uh, still in his early 20s, uh, and that's, that's a tough one because you've asked Yoshida, who is someone, like you say, that really plays well when, He can just sit back and let, you know, Virgil move forward or, you know, he can play that bench role if he needs to. But I think this year he's just been uh, it's been a revelation for the side um, with Font having all his mess. And it's been really he's he's come in and done as best as you can ask him to do. He's going to give you a bit of a heartache because he's going to do something a little crazy. Uh, But I think I think you're spot on with with Stevens. He's he's shown that he's more than capable. But I think the biggest thing with young players is finding consistency. And once he finds consistency, he could, he could easily grow into a role where we're comfortable with that back line. Because he said, uh, I like Cedric and I like Bertrand. And the biggest thing is I don't want to lo- uh, lose Bertrand out on the left uh, right. for him to come play inside. Because I think down the left, he is arguably one of the best in the Premier League. And, and that's something I don't want to lose uh, at the expense of Stevens. Uh, Stevens uh, McQueen, excuse me, is a great player. He's he's shown that he's also capable. Um, but like I said, I don't. I wouldn't ever want to lose Bertrand on the left. And I think we just need to let Stevens grow into it because he's he's shown against you know quality teams and against you know like Jermaine Defoe today. It's not like Jermaine Defoe is having a bad season.
0: Oh no. Um, no.
1: <laughs> so so and he, I mean, I didn't the entire match. I don't think I even heard Jermaine Defoe's name once. And that's that's all credit to, you know, Yoshida and Stevens and, you know, Cedric and, and Bertrand. And I, I think if Caceres can come in and, and give us, you know, some good matches, I think that's a, that's a bonus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they shut him down and they I'm not 100 percent sure if it was all Yoshida and Stevens or if we were just taking care of business everywhere else, you know. But it it doesn't really matter because at some point, it, it, Defoe has a chance he's generally going to put it away. And he didn't get to do that today, so I, I have to give Yoshida and Stevens uh, a, a lot of credit.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I again, I agree with that. They, uh, they've done their part. Um, I think Yoshida has really shown that he is, you know, he's 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 been a great signing for us. Um, you know, deputizing is off the bench, but I mean, he's he's coming to a, a starter's role, and he's he's really taken advantage of it. And you've never really heard him. Heard him moan. I think they gave him an option at the end of last year or something, like, where they told him he could leave if he wanted to, and he said, "No, I'm going to fight for my place." And he's done just that. And I expect kind of the same if uh, Caseras comes in. Yeah, it's one of those things. If he comes in and they want to start him right away, you know, I think, I think he's earned that because, you know, he's shown that he's played a, a high caliber for you know some top quality clubs. But I mean, I, I think if you know Yoshida and Steve's are playing like they did today. Uh, albeit against a side that, you know, had some confidence coming into the day. It's just one of those things if if he gets a starting role immediately or if he also has to buy his time and show that he's uh committed to the cause.
0: And I'm not sure how long it takes to get the whole work permit issue squared away, but at this point we have, you know, 2 weeks until the the cup final, so I think that might be enough time and training to uh to kind of show where he's at and see how he slots in if he comes in sometime this week, if the work permit clears say by Friday and he's got a week to train with the club, do you think he steps into the role and starts in the cup final? Or do you think we'll see Stevens and, uh, and Yoshida?
1: Mm. I think, I think it's, it's a difficult one. I think Stevens is more than earns his place uh, having played in the semifinal. um, And he did, you know, just fine there against the likes of Sturridge and, and uh, Firmino, Coutinho, all the big names that Liverpool has, uh, he did plenty of fine there. So I think you know if, if we give him a shout against United, I think he'll he'll rise to that. If, for some reason, Southampton always tends to play up to the competition. Um, so I think I think if if Caceres is cleared, comes in, has a nice week of training, he could be on the bench. But I think I'd prefer to see Stevens just because he's I think he's earned it. And the biggest thing I think, going back to Casares and bringing him in, and just his overall, you know, demeanor is—I uh, read this report, you know, just once his name surfaced that we were possibly going to bring him in um, on, on Bleacher Report from several years ago now, or at the start of 2016, excuse me—that he—he's uh, probably the biggest person that stands in his way is himself, and I just thought that was a really interesting point that someone made because of the the whole time that when he f- crashed his Ferrari and you know got suspended for a game and things like that right but i I think the biggest thing with him is obviously high risk high reward is is how it goes and if if he can get out of his own way and show that he's dedicated to you know rebuilding the last few years of his career um then i think he could be a a pretty valuable asset uh on a free transfer
0: yeah uh, absolutely um yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if he comes in and starts right away uh I agree with you that I think Stevens has earned it but I was just kind of thinking about uh the last the two losses we had coming into this into today and I was kind of looking at the forwards on those on, on those two teams and that's Carroll and uh Lorente I believe those are two big strong guys and then I think about Man United and that's going to be Zlatan up there and I kind of I'm a little worried but I also think you got to let him you kind of you kind of got to let Stevens let him go and let him try it and, and prove himself you know.
1: Yeah, I think that's 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 exactly it. I mean, there's there's definitely a time and place um, to to take him out, and I think he's shown. But like like you said, he has struggled against you know bigger, uh, stronger forwards. Um, they they tend to know how to play him. Um, and that's not saying that he isn't capable of doing the job. But I think it's just uh, he's got to learn um, because if if he wants to play in the Premier League, this is this is when he's got to step up. Um, he's got to do it against the best. He can't just do it against you know two or three guys. He's got to be able to do it against everyone. And I think he's definitely well earned his place in, in the starting eleven for the final. But look, we don't know until until the day. I mean, yeah, it could, it could be you know a really determined united um, or it could be a united that you know is uh, you know just happy to be there and, and doesn't roll over for us. but you know, I mean, they've been there, so you just you never know what United is going to show up on the day, and they tend to tend to be pretty good so far on this unbeaten run. Um, so we're catching them on a really hot streak, and I I, I kind of like Stevens in the starting eleven.
0: Um, well, we've we've kind of already talked a little bit about the Sunderland match, but let's let's get into it uh, a little bit more. What did you you have any issues with the the team that was selected today by by Puel, Since it's kind of been the the rotation thing's been his. That's what everybody's kind of been harping on him about, and then. You know, not too much rotation here, and I saw some people still complaining about, you know, uh, Ward Prowse being selected and and, and so on. But uh, what do you think of the lineup? And, and...
1: yeah, I thought we uh, we looked very good. Um, I was pretty excited when I saw the saw the lineup. Um, I, I don't think that we need a jump ship yet on Forrester. I think he's, you know, he for for a goalkeeper, we don't give him a, a lot of work to do, but I think the work that we do give him, he should be able to, you know, to handle. And sometimes he doesn't. Um and I think it's just a focus for him. It all comes down to focus, but I think the rest of the team I thought we set up really well. Um, I was glad to see Tadich back in. I thought it was very strange that he uh, did not feature at all against West Ham. That, I, I think that was very strange. I don't know whether it was injury or whatnot, but I mean, he wasn't even on the bench, so it, it was one of those that perplexed me, so I was, I was pretty happy to see him back out there, but I, overall I thought the team was set up well.
0: Yeah, the only real um issue is as we were as i was kind of watching it, it looked like we were not playing maybe the 4-3-3 that we've been playing the past few weeks or the past you know several months i should say today it looked like both davis and Ramey were kind of playing that holding midfield role with tadich in front of them behind the striker and then redmond and ward Prowse uh kind of on the wings and i don't know if that was just me or if, if, if i'm if i'm wrong or whatever but the only thing i i, I don't necessarily like is ward Prowse playing out wide on the right
1: yeah, I, well I think I think that spot out to the right is gonna be reserved for uh Buffal when he is healthy. Absolutely. Um so I think I think I think if you put Buffal in for Ward prowse I mean that's that's as strong as you're gonna get. Nothing against Ward prowse Um but I just think uh I think if you're gonna run with this lineup you're always gonna have have Buffal if he's healthy because he's just he offers so much creativity. Um and I think I think he's gonna be a real spark alongside Tadich, Redmond uh and gabby in my opinion
0: yeah yeah that is that is it's pretty strong going forward that I, I i do i do like that I, that is a lot of creativity in in one in one lineup <laughs> it's oh with, yeah well with... I,
1: de- I definitely like redmond out to the left personally um i think he and, and birdie look, link up pretty well yes um and every time he for some reason every time he comes over to the right i always forget that he's even out there um so he's definitely best served down the left uh, he can link up really well with birdie. He's got a good, you know, he's got good pace and he, he showed it today. He had a few runs down that left side where, where he opened up some space. Um, and, and sometimes I, I completely forget how fast he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do as well. And he, but he made, I mean, he, he caused some, some, some panic on that Sunderland back line a couple of times.
1: I agree. Uh, and I think he's definitely been playing a lot more consistently. Uh, even I knocked him. I wrote a whole piece of, you know, is, is Redmond actually as bad as we think he is And I mean, there was really no conclusion as to make up your own conclusion, because I thought, you know, he he, when he's out on the left, he's fine. Sometimes he disappears on the right, but he's also young, so it's another consistency issue.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and I think when he's out on the left and we keep him there, he's he's shown that he uh, the last, you know, since we started playing, you know, Liverpool in the first leg of the EFL Cup semis, I think he's just been uh, he's also been a revelation out on the left, and he's really, you know, started to become more consistent.
0: You know, he, he's been one of the guys that's been spared the, uh, the constant rotation. I think him and Forrester have made more starts than everybody else. And it's good to kind of see him come along because people were asking questions, asking questions of, of Redmond, you know, is he, is he worth it? Is he, is he good enough and all that stuff. So it's nice to see him kind of really step up and, and, and have a couple decent games where he can you know really show that he is up to the, that level and that, that we need him to be, um. Anyway, I, I thought he was good.
1: I did as well. And uh, well, if he's supposed to be the "quote unquote" direct replacement for my name and that's a big name to live up to uh, yeah. in terms of what he did. But I always think that Pella is still our biggest loss, and I think that you know, Gabiadini's come in and he's shown that he is uh, he could become that type of player. Pella was for us. And hopefully that's the case. But I think, uh, you know, I think Redmond is, is coming along and he's going to continue to learn. And if he does, then, you know, he could easily rise to that level. Um, It's just like always, it's going to be finding consistency. And that's always been an issue at Southampton is uh, finding consistency for, you know, the entire season.
0: And maybe now that we're not focused on, you know, we're done with the FA cup. We have one more game uh, with the, the EFL cup final. And then it's just the Premier League. That's all we have to worry about. It's 13 more games. You know, I think we put the best team out there and, and just try to, like you said, stay consistent with the performances and, and just kind of get some momentum going for the, the, the run-in and, and call it good.
1: Absolutely. it's uh, It was a good start today. Um, I would have liked to have nine points from these last three matches because I think they were all teams that we, we should have beaten or yes. at least gotten something out of. Um, so I'm, I'm a bit frustrated at the fact that we've dropped the ball there but other than that, I mean, I mean, it's going to happen. You're, you're going to go out there and you're going to lay goose eggs sometimes against the teams that you should beat. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating, but I mean, it, it happens, and that's why that's why you go play the game and you don't put it on paper, as they say, cliche as it is.
0: No, no, it's it it fits though. That's why you got to go out and do it. Uh, the start to the game, uh, the first 10 or 15 minutes. Sunderland kind of looked like Southampton, in that they were all over us for a while, and we've we've been starting games fairly uh fairly hot and 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 really attacking a lot, but not getting anything from it and that's exactly kind of what Sunderland did, which I, I was happy to see that they couldn't they couldn't you know force their way in, but then they also did what we've done the past few games, which is then they concede a goal and then it seemed the tide really seemed to turn. Did you kind of notice the same thing or? Or how did you? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I tweeted at halftime that um, you know it was it was basically just roll reversal that Sunderland has just pulled us out of the end because I mean that first ten to fifteen minutes, I mean, I, I felt like we were on the ball maybe twenty seconds. It felt like because they uh, they were just pounding us back, and I mean they didn't really do much with it. Like I like you say, and that's exactly what we're used to seeing us do. I mean, I saw the Sunderland account that does for SB Nation they were like, "Oh, you know, when did Yanisai become world-class? I and mean, he was making runs that, <laughs> you know, it was like, where's he been? It's like, if he could do that, he was, he'd was he still be at United, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, there was one, I can't remember who it was, it must have been against Yoshida, but he just, he split him so tough. And it was like, like I said, if he could still do that, he would be at United right now. And, and then it just fell off, fell apart for him. And I think it happened. The whole turning point for me, personally, watching the first half was when, um, they almost had that defensive mishap when Gabby Deeney had his first shot on target that just kind of, you know, squibbed out to the right. Yes. Uh, I think that really changed the entire, you know, complexion of the game. I think from then on we were, you know, in the ascendancy until the goal. And then obviously from there we just kept going.
0: Yeah, they really gave that first chance to us. We, we didn't have to do anything to, to create that really. Absolutely. Uh,
1: I, I think it really set up like we were playing against the Liverpool side because when we played Liverpool they were really coming at us and we just, you know, Beta our time until we got a moment and that's kind of what we did here it seemed to set up the same way and they gave us that moment and obviously we didn't take advantage of it right then but it it really turned the tide in my opinion and that's that's where i knew we we would get it back is is when they had that miscue because they it showed you know that they weren't as sound as their 4 nil
0: victory over uh, crystal palace might have seemed crystal palace is is, is fairly terrible I, <laughs> I, I i actually i can't believe that they're above Sunderland in the table uh but somehow they are um well I
1: yeah, I felt uh starting with Crystal Palace I thought you know Southampton was next that you know Sunderland was starting their great escape earlier this season because <laughs> obviously that's what they're that's what they're known for is is getting out of jail yeah with really no time left uh,
0: the first goal there was some maybe maybe off the bicep or the uh, the shoulder area of Gabbiadini but i th- I thought it was really good from Bertrand to to get clear and put the ball in, and I think that's what you have to do as a as a fullback who's going to be attacking like that is that's your job is to whip it into the middle and that's what he did and it creates i mean he created two goals that way today absolutely um, do you think it maybe should have gone down as a handball for Gabbiadini, Dini, or do you think it, it it was a fine no call or what was your what was your take on it obviously i mean we're Southampton fans, so we want the goal but
1: <laughs> i think I think the whole it's always going to be. It just happens so fast. I mean, I think that, I don't know how many replays they showed of it, and they couldn't even tell what it came off of. Right. Um, whether it was his his elbow or his bicep or his shoulder or what it was, but I mean, it was. That's about as poacher as striker of a goal as you're going to get <laughs> because it just. I mean, you just throw yourself in front of the ball and hopefully it hits you and it goes in. I mean, that's. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he exactly knew where the where it was going to come in at him. Um. So I think he was just putting himself in a position that hopefully the ball. You know, if it came to his foot, his foot was going to be there. If it came to his chest, it was going to be there. But I think the whole build-up play to that was um, was just fantastic. I think Bertram has, like I said, that's why we can't lose it out on the left side. Right. But I, I I think it was a fine goal. I mean, I, I, if you're a ref, you're not going to be able to see it in that kind of, you know, three bodies were right there. So I think it was going to be tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. and And I think. Yeah, I I, I I see no way that the, the ref can call that a handball with any sort of confidence. and
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and also because it was on his left side, the far official, because I guess we're attacking to the left side. Yes. Um, the linesman is going to be on the far side, so he's going to be obstructed by
0: everybody. Because it was. even happened at the near yeah, yeah. post. so it's Yeah,
1: yeah. So it was, uh, I mean, you were going to be hard-pressed to make a call that quick to say it was a handball or not because I don't think anyone knew at the time who it went in off of
0: right I was kind of worried so, they were, it was going to be a Sunderland own goal and that's I don't mind other teams putting the ball in their own net but I like the first goal to be ours like I, I want yeah. you know just kind of a stat I think it sets the tone a little bit different but I, I could be wrong
1: yeah no I mean it's to me every every goal counts I'm one of those guys that it, as long, if it goes in I'm not I don't care if it's pretty if it's ugly or if it's you know it, it, if it's falling out down, you know every branch hitting every branch on the way down. <laughs> but because uh, I, as long as ball goes in the net for me, I'm not bothered. Um, so whether we, it was an own goal or whether it was uh, you know ours, I'll take it as as is because it it get it really put us on the front foot. We took advantage of uh, of their sloppy play, which they didn't do in the first 15 minutes, as you say. So that's that's finally we got a bounce to go our way. Is the way to put it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, what'd you make of the uh, of Gabby Dini's second goal? It was a completely different type of goal. I thought Tadich played a good ball to him, and then the turn from him from Gabbiadini I just thought was, I thought it was great. And I, I I try to play defense when I play soccer, and I get turned like that every once in a while.
1: <laughs> we well, we probably all do. <laughs> yeah, but it, I I think it's uh, it, it really shows Gabbiadini's versatility. Um, you know, he can he can make an ugly goal. He can you know make a pretty goal. He can do like his goal last week where he you know smashes into the top corner um so it just it just showcased how vital of a player he's gonna be in the run in for the last you know however many matches we got left thirteen yes um so it it just shows the quality that he has on the ball and the quality that we were missing uh, I think I saw some people say that you know I mean, today he showcased exactly that you know that we needed a striker um an all in out striker. And that's what you saw the day was him, you know, getting himself to the front of the net. And if the ball comes to him, he's there. And then that second one, I mean, it was a great thread through from uh, Taddej. So I think it just shows his versatility on the ball as a striker as well.
0: Yeah. And, and so we, we went into halftime up 2-0 uh, and and really on the front foot after that first 15 minutes. Uh, and, and when we came out in the second half, it was more the same. It, it didn't look like Sunderland made the necessary adjustments to kind of cope with it. And we just kept kind of hammering them and although we didn't score uh until until later i kind of just felt like we outplayed them uh over and over and over uh
1: yeah well i think coming out of the break uh, with gabby d almost getting his third off the the corner kick that just showed that we we continued to play with the same consistency sometimes you have that drop off after halftime and i thought it was really important for us to pick up um we left off it was great to get that goal on halftime because that you know, as opposed to going in, it's obviously better to go in at halftime being up two nil as opposed to one nil. Uh, so I think him coming out and almost getting his third right away was uh, really kept the tone in our favor. And then, uh, as you say, I never, I never felt like it was in doubt. I didn't think that they really threatened us until they were throwing everything at us in the last you know two minutes of stoppage time.
0: Eventually, we you know we we put the fourth one away. Long looked pretty pretty calm when he did it. Um. Bertram for the third goal, he put another ball in that was, you know, just dangerous and forced them to, you know, put, it, put the own goal in. And I thought we just dominated the, the entire second half. Uh, I can't really complain about anybody's performance necessarily, uh, which is good because I think in the last couple of weeks we've been, you know, there have been a lot, of, a lot of fingers to point at people. Uh, and it's nice to now to just be able to kind of sit back and say, you know, everybody played pretty well. Uh, sure, some, some mistakes were made, but that's going to happen. And, and overall, you just be happy with the performance.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I think the biggest thing is is it shows that we have these teams like Sunderland, West Ham to an extent, and then obviously uh, Swansea. That you know they're teams that we should be beating. Um, it was a comfortable win for us, and you know teams at the bottom of the table. We've shown that you know we should be able to beat these teams, and we showed that today that we can control the game. Obviously, they had the first fifteen minutes, but after that, it was, I think it was pretty smooth sailing. Um, and just just obviously a great finish from Shane Long. He's been, you know, someone that's uh, started to find his goal boots again, his shooting boots, and that's that's important. Um, With Austin still, you know, a few weeks away. Uh, So it's good to have him, whether he's starting or on the bench. Uh, Just a nice, comfortable win where we picked up some confidence as well because I think, you know, obviously after two defeats like we had against West Ham and Swansea, that uh, it was necessary to find some confidence in the league uh, and let our performance from the EFL cup bleed
0: into that. And we were talking last week about the striking options we have when, once Austin is, is fit and, and we really do have uh, some options up there now. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of as we get later in the season, what, what our team, what our shape looks like and, and who, who plays up top and and who goes elsewhere. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see.
1: I agree. It's uh I think when Austin comes back, he's going to be, you know, in contention for, you know, to take his job back as a starter. But it'll be interesting to see what uh, Gabby Adidi's done in that time, um, whether we go with two strikers up front. I've seen a lot of people say that they want that. Um, it's really up to what Pruel wants. Um, but I, I, I kind of like the one striker, and I like having players out wide um, because that's what seems to be has worked best for us in the past uh, with Pella. Pella was really good at holding the ball up and letting players run around him. Uh-huh um so i think that's that's what we're starting to do now we're starting to be really more consistent with that and uh whether it's gabby adini or austin they can both do that um both really good in the air it seems um especially austin and it's just um it'll be interesting to see what we do because if, if gabby adini can kind of continues, i'm, I'm not going to say it's going to get two goals every match right, um, right but it's just one of those things that if he you know does great play you know make you know makes himself you know stand out every performance and it's going to be interesting to see who who leads the line i think it at this point gabby adini has shown that he is uh, more than capable of doing that for us by himself and just uh, letting redmond and tadich and whoever is that third player out wide to, uh, to to run in around him and that's that's what that's when we're at our strongest um that's what mane and pella did really well yeah um as well as Tadish with, with Pella linking up, when we can get players out wide and get around the back and just get balls into the middle. Because a lot of times at the start of the year, I think my biggest issue was us. We would put balls into the box, but there were so many people in there. It's like trying to pick out you know one person you know in a massive... And it's so difficult to do that, uh, even for professionals. I mean, you can get it, professionals that do it, but we're so good when we create a lot of space in the box and then mm-hmm. we can just put the ball in right into where they are. That's what we did today, I think, and that's what led to our goals. Was you know Bertrand having the time to you know pick out a cross.
0: Yeah, yeah. Overall, yeah. You have anything to add to 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 the match, or you think we?
1: Yeah, I guess the biggest thing to coming out of that is you know just just taking away some confidence. Obviously, after the two defeats, you want to build up as much and store it. And now we just got to keep using that, and hopefully this spurts on a a good run for us and. You know, keeps us out of the relegation talk because I know people were saying if we had lost this one that that's where we were headed. Uh, so hopefully this does enough to at least postpone those for a bit until we can start picking up more points.
0: <laughs> Winning today moves us up to eleventh, mm-hmm. uh, level on points with Watford, uh, but ten goals ahead of them on goal difference. So you know we're 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 knocking on the door of the top ten. I think you know we still have some things we need to sort out, but I think hopefully we can take, like you said, we can take some confidence from this and and just keep going, moving forward. Yeah,
1: well, it always seems that the cold months really put a damper on Southampton for some reason. I mean, December is always a terrible month. Uh, you can never look forward to a Happy Christmas, but it's like one of those when when the winter gets, you know, when the weather gets cold. For some reason, our performances tend to drop. Um, so hopefully, with with spring right around the corner, we'll uh, like you say, we'll we'll bottle this confidence and, and move on, and hopefully make a final charge up the table for you know. Because that's where we belong. That's what we've shown um, that we belong for sure.
0: On the on St. Mary's Musings, I see that you guys have a uh, a man of the match. You want you know people to vote. Who, who are you picking for yours? Who'd you vote for? I don't know if you get to vote.
1: Oh yeah, well, I, I always vote for my own account, don't I? So.
0: <laughs> Me too. And, uh,
1: I always vote for the person that's like the, the lowest, just to give them. But I mean, Gabby Deeney seemed to be the the runaway person today. Um, I mean, looking at it, I th- I thought. I mean, he, was, he stood out to me. I thought Bertrand stood out as well because um, he had that bit of complacency where he was, he was there, but he wasn't all there. Right. Um, I, as you said, he created two goals today, so I think he's a good shout. He's always a good shout when he's playing you know, top draw. Um, and then Taj is finally starting to find his feet again. Um, but I'm going to go with Bertie just, just so we can not have the, the person who scored two goals be it because that's, that's an obvious choice.
0: Yeah. Now I'm, I'm always going to pick a defender if he's there just cause I like defense. And then, uh, if he's not, then I'm probably going to pick Romeo, but I, I picked Bertrand when I voted. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't complain. Um, <laughs> yeah, well,
1: I'm always, I'm always the same. I'm i uh, I'm not, I was, whenever I played, I was never, you know, a great person going forward. I always like to play that, that type of holding midfield role. Um, because I like the
0: physicality. <laughs> yeah, no, the hockey, the hockey background coming yeah, in. Yeah, I'm not
1: I'm not a big guy, but uh I, I know how to throw some weight around.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have to. Um so so looking ahead, no no match next weekend because it's the FA, it's an FA Cup weekend. Uh but but after that we have the uh the cup final on Sunday against against Manchester United. You see anything weird kind of going on with the lineup? I know we talked about it earlier, but you you, you see any anything maybe any big changes coming? Uh, whether it be Caseras or something else, or w- w- do you think we'll kind of just continue forward with a, a similar team that we saw that we saw today?
1: Well, I like the eleven that we had today. Bar, uh, I mean, well, if Bufal's fit, then obviously he's going to be in contention for a place, uh, as he should, because he's yeah. you know one of the best players of the club. And whether that's dropping uh, Ward Prowse to the bench, that's, um, I mean, it gives us a lot of, like you said, it gives us a lot of options. Um, and unfortunately, it makes some tough, makes for some tough decisions. Um, whether it be Sims, someone like that having to you know completely fall off the bench. But I think if Bufal is fit, you know he's someone that's obviously going to be on the sheet, uh, whether he starts or comes off the bench. Um, so that's probably the only thing that I see. Uh, whether Cassares is uh, sorted his work permit or not, I mean he could easily make the bench as well or it could be in contention to start based on his training. but I, I like what we put out today. I know it was Sunderland that we played against, but it seems to be, uh, the time, as you say now, to start getting con- some uh, some consistency in the lineup because we don't have much else to focus on. Yeah, um, and that's probably the only change I see is is, is coming in if he's fit, and it seems like he he's uh, not too seriously injured. Um, that's just always my my worry with people when they get injured is um, what their injury is. Um, so like my mother did physio stuff, so whenever I see an injury. You know, the, she's the first person I go to to ask him. You know, what's not the timetable, but what do you think about this injury? And uh, because it's knees, I mean, always he's got weak knees for some reason, Buffal. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, the knees. Once your knees, once you start getting your knees all injured, it's uh, I mean, it's hard to keep them healthy. Um, and you're more prone to injury. So it's just for some reason, I just I want to keep him healthy. And if that means him coming off the bench, I'm fine with that. But that's probably the only thing that I I see with him at the moment is, is his injury proneness at the moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you. And no matter what the select, the team selection is, whether Buffal comes in, I I think there will be some, some rumbling or grumbling uh, uh, online, (laughs) but I think that's just the way it goes. I think, I think people want, and we want some, some controversy. We want people to talk about stuff and it sparks discussion and it's good. But, um, I don't know. It definitely
1: wouldn't be as, it wouldn't be as fun if everyone agreed.
0: (laughs) No, no. And you know, then, you know, I don't I don't go around blocking people. I don't think I've ever blocked oh, anybody yeah, no, on I, Twitter. I, I've but, never
1: blocked anyone.
0: <laughs> but uh I, I I would I would rather be on the verge of blocking somebody than just having everybody go like, Yep, you're right, man, just like one tweet and a bunch of likes and nobody says anything else. Like that's that's not any fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's what I like. That's what I like about doing the whole social media thing for Saint Mary's music. Um it's just being able to see what people are saying. And, and sometimes like I said, I mean you give you give someone some some stick and they give it back and it's uh it's all in good fun for me. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not gonna get bent out of shape if someone says I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's it's just not worth it. Absolutely,
1: uh, but it's uh, it's always fun. I, I mean, you get some great people out there. I, I mean, I've I have some good interaction with people. I think I think my favorite interaction is when I saw Lego Frozen. I saw an advert for Lego Frozen, and I think I spent all match talking about Lego Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, I mean that's just the type of fun I like to have. I'm not, I'm not, you know, there to, you know, prove anyone wrong with a point or you know tell someone that they're dumb for thinking this and or that so it's i mean you get some people out there that you know definitely misrepresent it but i mean for the most part i think everyone's everyone's just there for a good time
0: all right well, is there anything else you would like to add to the uh about about any the uh, the EFL Cup final or the match or or any the club in general
1: oof uh i don't know i mean it's uh it's tough i just i i'm just glad that you know we're we're finally back to you know some serenity because, I mean, I think for a while, you know, people were getting a little bit anxious. Um, I think it's it's tough to have your team lose week in and week out when you know that they're pretty much capable of winning. Right. Um, so I think it's just, you know, it's, it's always going to be like that at Southampton. It's one of those things that uh, patience is always going to be number one.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And if we can be patient and we can you know, just let them play. I mean, cause I mean, we get, I mean, throughout the team that I mean, I can't think of one player that I don't like, you know, it's one of those things sometimes you have a team that you like and you're like, man, yeah, I don't really like this guy. Cause he's a little bit, yeah. but uh, look it up and down. I mean, I, I mean, there's, they just all seem like they're in it together. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what you really like. Um, I mean, that, now that I got rid of font, I don't really, I mean, we don't really know the extent of the situation. We know what, you know, the papers have told us and we know what, you know, the club said and things like that. And it's, uh, so we don't really know the whole situation. Um, but even till it's, I mean, I'm happy for him. If he wanted to leave, he, he had to leave, um, whether it was to the club that he wanted to go to or not. Right. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, professionals, they make choices for themselves. I mean, it's like with Kevin Durant, I've been listening to this whole podcast and all this stuff about, you know, Kevin Durant leaving for the, for Golden State. And it's like, uh, you know, he goes back to, Play, play the thunder tonight and it's you know all week they've been saying well you know fans in an uproar because he left still and it's just like at the end of the day we got no control of what he wants to do he's not going to take in con- into consideration what our feelings are so it's uh it's building it's trying to build a relationship with the player that we you know at the end of the day he has no ties to us and, you know whether he likes us or not you know whether he wants to stay or go at the end of the day it's his decision and i think uh if he made one that you know whether it turned out the way he wanted it to, he made a decision and, you know, I think we got to support him for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And it, I'm not sure I'd want him to take into account everybody's feelings. You know, he's got a family to think about. He's got his career to think about, you know, really after the Euros, that's a He got a, he got a lot of publicity and then it's whether that went to his head or he just said like, this is the last, my, one of my last contracts probably. And, you know, let me get paid and I'll move on.
1: Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing uh, that we tend to forget is, you know, this is, their job and at the end of it whether they're going to do you know you know go be a pundit or whether they do you know contribute to you know newspapers things like that it's uh i mean that's it once they once their contract stops i mean that's it and their their career is done at 40 as opposed to 50 or 60 yeah Uh, so i mean it's if if like i said i think i said it i tweeted out when he was leaving i was like if he's not trying to get a better contract and he's hardly trying at all Yeah. So if he's, I mean, he he, if he wants to get paid, then he he's got to go get paid. I mean, this is the last two rounds. I mean, he's he's near the end of his career. So if he wants to go get paid, he's got to do it now. And um, I hold, you know, no bad feelings towards him. And you know that was just his decision. And like I said, he he doesn't have to take into account our feelings, um, whether he hurts us or whether he makes us happy. (laughs) Right. Right. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for
0: me. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. And I will uh, I'll be sure to talk to you on Twitter and uh, hopefully talk to you later.
1: Yes, that's good. Thank you.
0: Once again, thank you, Alan, for joining us. If you're looking to get in touch with Alan, you can do so on Twitter at a underscore gun That's a underscore G.U.N.Z.Y. You can also find St. Mary's Musings on Twitter at S.T.M.A.R.Y.S. M-U-S-I-N-G-S. That's at St. Mary's Musings. And they as well are looking for contributors. So uh, if you want to do some writing about Southampton, you can reach out uh, to them. And I hope Alan enjoyed having that conversation uh, as much as I did. And I hope you enjoyed hearing that conversation about Saints FC uh, as, as much as I did. So uh, we thank you for, for sticking around. And we want to remind you to subscribe to our feed on iTunes, ACAST, Stitcher, Google play or TuneIn radio or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure that you don't miss an episode. You can get in touch with the show at SFC delivery. That's at SFC D E L L underscore I V E R Y. You can also email the show at Southampton delivery at gmail.com. We'll take any feedback you have. We'll take any suggestions for show guests. I'll do my best to get them on uh, so they can talk about, um, Saints FC. And if you are interested in uh, coming on and, and talking about stuff, uh, let me know and we'll see what we can, uh, Work out. So, on that note, there are two other podcasts that you may want to check out revolving around the Southampton Football Club. The first of those is the Red and White podcast. It's at Red and White PC on Twitter, and you can find the link to that in the show notes. And there, Luke Osmond, who I talked to last week, leads a kind of a panel discussion. Uh, on various topics around the club. So send them your your thoughts or the topics you want to see. The link to that is in the show notes. The next podcast is the Saints FC podcast, and that's run by John Bailey and Tom Parker. Their first episode came out last week, and if you check it out, you might recognize their two guests. So be sure to check out both the Red and White podcast and the Saints FC podcast. Spread those around. Links for both of those are in the show notes. Uh, So be sure to check them out and that will pretty much do it for this episode. So we'll be back next week to look ahead to the EFL cup final. And the guest for next week is none other than Matt from the, we are Southampton Instagram page who not only will join the podcast for the first time, but uh, also does all the artwork for the show. And so a special shout out to him. Thank you to, to, to Matt. And uh, we look forward to chatting with him next week about the upcoming final. So I think that's it. If I've forgotten anything, I apologize. Uh, And until next time, remember that together we march on.